You're listening to the SaaS Brand Strategy Show. My name is Ryan Copperwood. I am here with my friends and uh, co-hosts and guests. We got a full room today. Dustin Robertson, Mike Geraci, uh, as always. Gentlemen, how are you today? Well. Well is well. <laughs> well is good. Good is well. Mike, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm right there. Great. <laughs> Great, 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 great. I should I should throw this warning out. I am I don't know, like thirty-five hours into the forty-eight hour fast. So Perfect. Oh, my mental sharpness is on point. I oh, might be thinking oh. about food though. I was thinking you were gonna go the other way, that you were not necessarily super sharp. So I'm no I'm the fast you get you get clarity. All right. All right. Well, let's go. You, you've you've set the table with some pretty high stakes uh for for, for your insights today. <laughs> Uh, what what's okay. making the room full today is uh, we have a guest in the building, a friend of the show, Paul Jones. He's the founder of Bridgio, uh, friend of the show, friend of us. Paul, how are you today? I'm fantastic. I, I wish I was thinking as clear as, as Dustin is right now. That's, yeah, but I bet. A feat. But I bet you wish you weren't uh, 40 hours that's into not me. eating to do it. <laughs> uh, There's a cost. There's a cost. Yeah. <laughs> There's a cost to the acuity. Isn't there always though? Uh, <laughs> Paul, uh, for those who don't know you or don't know Brigio, uh, introduce yourself to our listeners if you would. All right. Uh, I'm just a, a guy doing a thing out here. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the show. I love listening to you guys every week. And Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I build strategic referral networks for startup brands. So started back in, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic. And the idea was, how do you build peer-to-peer networks on Zoom and digitally? And how do you engage people in mutually not understanding a topic? So forget about expertise. Let's just bring a whole bunch of really smart people together just to unpack a problem that we don't know the answer to, essentially. So that's what we do is is uh, basically put together these networks and and bring people together to have discussions. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. You live uh you live in a world similar but adjacent to ours and I know you and Dustin had a conversation about um well about category but specifically related to some specific categories and Dustin do you kind of want to tee up that conversation a little bit just in terms of what you and Paul talked about and kind of how you want to kick us off today? Sure. Yeah, I've known Paul oh, maybe since, I feel like before the pandemic, but anyways, uh-huh. Paul is part of the Utah tech scene. A lot of the Utah tech scene is gross. Paul is not. So we, just, <laughs> we stayed in touch. <laughs> he, he's not a criminal or a racist or other things we've had happen here in Utah. Bonus. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Good guy. about that. He's That's a river LinkedIn line. Not a criminal or a racist. <laughs> <He's> also, <laughs> He also rafts rivers and is willing to go down Cataract Canyon when it's at max flow. So yeah, well, extra, I, I, extra I bonus points. I wouldn't put me on that yet. Like we're still trying to decide if, if we're going <laughs> next week. I, you you have a permit. You're considering so. it. We're considering it. Yeah. yeah, most of us would be like, yeah, no, that's that's yeah. a hard pass. I but I feel say, like if you if you live in Utah, you have to you have to hit cat at high water. You know, it's it's just I, a... I don't think I do. I don't think I do. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, So yeah, so Paul uh, had sent me a message and said, hey, I've been thinking about these categories and I think they're wrong. And these are existing gigantic categories. And I was like, oh, 
that's super interesting. You are correct. They are wrong. And so we've never really talked about existing categories that are just straight up wrong. And I think it's worth getting into like, why, why is that the case? And then, you know, what should you do? And is there an opportunity? And, you know, so we're going to dive into it. Well, I definitely agree. This is, um, I, I'm, I'm here to learn in some respect, but I also, I'm not sure if one of them is. So, okay. so that's why I'm curious about the conversation. So the, the two questions that I brought up was, I like it. you know, a lot of times when you're reading Lockheed stuff and, and when I'm listening to you guys, it is a person or a company that's driving a new category. So what about categories that just poof, come out of nowhere and start to exist? Take remote. I'll, this one I think is a hundred percent wrong. Yeah. Remote work. Like the, remote work is the poorest descriptor of what it actually is. Remote is referring to some, you know, geological, uh, geographical center point. Yep. Um, but with, but everyone going into that geographical center point is in fact getting on their Zoom and going to Zoom meetings in in this central point. So there's nothing really remote about remote work. And I, I think there's a massive opportunity to, and that's just that category. Like how did that even come about? What what was that? And, and it's a mm. hundred... It's just, it, it drives me nuts about how poor it is, how poor of a description it is. And so I think there's a big opportunity there. But then the other one was um, frax this fractional executive uh, community or mm -hmm. group category. And that's the one I don't know about because um, I've built a fractional community. We've got a lot of amazing fractional executives in there. And you're right, Dustin, it's growing like crazy. And we spend a lot of time you know, discussing what is the difference between consultants, advisors, interim, and fractional. So yep. I that 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 conversation around the definition is is occurring. So it's almost like, but to your point, there there is no you know single group or single person or single company that's driving what that that category is. Um, but last week when we met, we had like a hundred fractionals on the call. I asked them what what's the difference? What are, what are the key points of fractional? And we came out with you know five things. So that's why I'm curious to see you know when, when what I, are, what are those five things? Uh, I'm gonna pull this up, but basically you are part of the team, so you're not a contractor. You have decision making power. You aren't full time. Mm -hmm. um, you make strategic and executive. You're strategic and you execute inside the org. So you spend money, you hire and fire, you build plans and mm -hmm. you know drive teams to an outcome. So, so fractional executives handle strategy and implementation. They have decision-making authority and are part of the executive team. They are hired for a long-term ongoing need, not for a project. They do not hold a full-time position and they are experts in the discipline of executive leadership, not necessarily a specific industry. Do you feel, and I guess this is a question for both you guys, that fractional captures all those elements in a positive kind of value proposition way? Fractional to me seems, um, so I'm not going to answer my own question, but that's the question. <laughs> I, th I think it's hard to, um, if if you want all of that done at the highest level, which is why you'd be going for one of these executives. You're getting somebody you probably normally couldn't afford. Mm -hmm. um, 
I, I, I know it just, it sounds like it cheapens it. Like I don't want a fraction. I want, totally. I'm hiring the best talent I can get to do this job a hundred percent. Now their experience and skill allows them to do it. Not full time, but why would you frame the entire category around the fact that they're so experienced that they can do the work that would take somebody 60 hours. They can do it in 10. Mm-hmm. And that's really what my, it is. My point was going to be, <clears throat> it sounds like something that was framed from the client's perspective and not from the fractionals perspective. I don't think people with the the experience, the the point of view, the knowledge would would call themselves fractional. You know what I mean? So it seems like it's a category that was created by the clients and not by the community. I mean, I, go ahead, Paul. Well, I was just going to say that there's a lot of of that, you know, like a lot of really experienced. I, I'm thinking of a story that just came up last week. I was talking to someone that's part of this fractional group. She calls herself a fractional and she sat down with one of her mentors and her mentors was, was like, why are you calling yourself a fractional? You shouldn't be doing that. Mm. But what other name can you come up with that, that captures all of this? Because it, it can't be advisor. It's not, cons- you know, all, all of these things. And so, yeah, that, that's why I reached out to Dustin. Cause yeah. Is it an opportunity to, do you have to make, come up with a new term for it? Or is it an opportunity to get a bunch of, you know, badass actual fractional people together to further define and, and make a stand for what it is? <laughs> well, that's the thing you like, you're calling them fractional people. Like, so yeah. So there's a huge opportunity for somebody to re frame or rename that category and create a value proposition that goes beyond because from the client's perspective, fractional means I'm getting a great deal. I'm not paying you a lot of money and I'm getting a huge return on my investment. I I would argue too, though, that you are also getting you're also just by the very nature of the language, you're also getting a small percentage of that person. <laughs> you're by by defining it as fractional, it's like I'm only getting access to some of you and for sure not all of you. And I feel like that's where the opportunity for some of that language is. And I think one one thing you said, Mike, is there's an opportunity to frame it and rename it. And part of me wonders, is it one, the other, or both? Because to your point, Paul, if you get enough people who are fractional executives to put something out into the universe, it's like, no, this is what we mean when we say mm-hmm. fractional executive. You can start to change people's uh, general sort of perception of those words. But does it need to, does the perception of the words need to be changed? Do the words need to be changed and the perception of the words need to be changed? You know, and I think that's like, Part of what part of what you're getting at, I think, both with remote work and with fractional executives, too, is these things are relatively new concepts. Right. And I think a lot of them emerged, frankly, out of just general um, use. I don't know, like gen- like th- th- these were not very intentionally curated or created phrases, I would say. Right, these were just right. things that naturally emerged through news and industry and whatever. And it was sort of the they're just utility phrases. It's the it's the most utilitarian way to describe what these things are or do without there being any intentional meaning put behind them. And I think from a category perspective, a thing that we talk about a lot is that there has to be intention behind those things for them to actually represent what you want them to represent. And with neither of these phrases, do you have the intention behind what it represents? It's just utility language from my perspective anyway. That's interesting. Well, you're, you're making me think about 
what what's happening in work right now is a lot of people are going into work for themselves. And so that's why you see this fractional category coming up parallel to it. You see solopreneurship blowing this, this term solopreneur. Yeah. And, and so the differentiating between the two is, you know, I hire a Zapier expert to come into my business and build all my zaps and all my integrations and things like that. And they are a solopreneur. Um, so that's that's another emerging category that I don't know anyone has really taken a hold of and, and mm. run with. But right. if I think about it, like for me as a and for smaller companies, we we who might not need a CMO full time, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense to bring in someone. You know, my wife, for example, runs a dental practice, and and they brought in someone to run their marketing, and they give a fraction of their time. And they're just focused on the website initiative and clearing up the messaging and, and they have a direct report. So from this, from those five things I shared, they fit within this emerging, you know, these emerging requirements for whatever it's going to be, but it actually does serve a purpose. And if I think about some of the companies I've been involved with in the past, we had the people, but we didn't have the expertise in place. Right. Right. And so even 10% or 20% at, uh, at a cost would be, I mean, Dustin, you were at a company that was a startup and, you know, that didn't have a lot of expertise. And so being able to access that expertise would have helped us, I think, a lot Mm -hmm. uh, avoid some of the pitfalls we we ended up falling into. What one thing you just said there, Paul, that's interesting to me also from a brand branded language perspective is that in a situation like your wife's fractional may actually be a positive adjective for what it is because we don't want to pay for a whole cmo we don't we don't need a whole cmo but we need someone with a cmo's level experience who can come in we just need a little bit of their brain to be able to accomplish what we want to accomplish but if we have to pay you know two hundred seventy five thousand dollars a year for them that's going to be out of our budget and then we're not going to be able to get the expertise that we need at the price that we need it at to be able to accomplish the components of marketing that we want it to accomplish. So in some situations, like to your point, Mike, it's almost like the word fractional is um, pejorative in a way. It's it's minimizing the person and the effort. And in some situations, Paul, the word fractional is like not only accurate, but it's a benefit. It's like, that's exactly what I need. I, I don't need to spend all that money. I don't want all of that person's time. So is there a better word then that, that, so, that meets both needs? That's where I was headed because... Okay, so two things. Uh, Paul, with your wife and the person that they brought in to do marketing, it's more of a hands uh, type of job. We talk about um, services sometimes with there's two sides. There's the head and the hands. When we're talking about leadership, like CMOs or CFOs and the fractional leadership, that's a head, generally a head um, uh, position where somebody's coming into like they have the experience. They're going to do strategy. They're going to do direction. You're going to put the right pieces in the right places, get the team aligned, get everybody moving and rowing together, so to speak. And so that um, so there's a little bit of there. There's part time there with the the marketing person and the dental, and then there's like this. What they've done is try to like build um, value into. You can't say I'm a part time CMO. So fractional CMO actually sounds a little bit more valuable. But I would say it hasn't gone the full step that there's another step you can go. There's another term you could use that actually represents the value proposition more than what it does now. And mm-hmm. another problem, you know, 
Ryan and you guys were talking about like trying to reframe it, um, use stick with the term fractional. Fractional has a lot of baggage with it, which is going to be hard to overcome. So it's going to be a really heavy lift to try to reframe or revalue prop fra that term fractional. It's not that it can't be done, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, do it. How do you do what term do you come up in a way where the fractional people are like, yeah, hell yeah, I love that. I'm going to start using that. And then it gets the community um, buy-in that actually changes the paradigm across the entire um, industry, if you will. Yeah. How do you communicate that I am a whole person who is giving a fraction of my time and creating whole results? And can we be clear on this? Dustin, you can tell me if, you, if this is wrong. Um, it doesn't really work that way. It's it's you're a full time person just for a limited engagement. So it's not like there's no such thing as being like a part time CMO on a on a like a forty or sixty hour a week basis. You're always thinking. You're always engaged. If you're at that level, you're going to be working a lot more than everybody else is, especially if you're an outside consultant. So kind of is a kind of is a disconnect there as well. Yeah, I would say it depends on what problem you're solving for them. So yeah. the times I've done it, they've needed um, mentorship and reorg and alignment of the team. And so for me, I can do that part-time like pretty easily, but it has a full-time impact on the business. So I've been able to yeah. do the CMO role. Where I think I was technically interim, but I didn't have to do it full-time. And i ran the entire team and this was like a $300 million business. So this wasn't even a startup. This was mm -hmm. well established and they, they just had a mess in their org. And so they needed that, you know, strategy alignment and then somebody who could let the team execute. Um, and so I guess, you know, there's a lot of people who can do that in 20 hours a week. Um, but it's a, it's a full-time job. And so I think that's the, the that's, we're going back to, the business needs a full-time problem solved. There are people who can do it in half the time and calling it fractional is mm -hmm. not, not uh, framing and naming the problem and the solution for anybody in a way that has value. So what's, well, you know, what's missing here? And then I'll shut up. Sorry. I, I love this conversation. I think it's really fascinating. So that's why I'm talking so much. You know, Paul, one of the five things you talked about is, that this person um, has power. Um, mm -hmm. Dustin, the, what you just talked about in terms of the $300 million company, you had power to come in and, and make stuff happen. You had, you had um, hiring and firing, you had uh, revenue goals, you had, um, you had budget, you know, to do things. And I think that's what's missing in the term fractional. It doesn't kind of mm. imply that this person has power to make shit happen. Wow. Yeah, responsibility and authority or what you have and fractional would imply you don't interim interim can do that. You interim, know, yeah. when, when you were talking Dustin, what I was thinking about it, and, and I think this is going to continue to be a problem, but if you look at, let's take marketing, I've heard you guys on the podcast. I've got a marketing group community. Mm -hmm. We meet every, all the time. Marketing's very complex. You cannot be a generalist with marketing. You know, think about checklist manifesto. You, as things become more complex, specialization becomes even more important. Mm -hmm. So it would make a lot of sense if you are the actual full-time CMO of an organization that you would want to lean on your peers who might be really good at ABM or specialize in ABM, whereas you're really good at SEO. And so there, there's this um, 
fraction or the, I don't know, there, there's, there's this move towards specialty that is requiring, you know, other people to, to come in and, and help with that because it, the, the running the organization is getting so complex. Yeah. And so I, this conversation right now is exactly what we need to be having because that's why solopreneurship is emerging. That's why this fractional category is emerging is there's this really big need to, to have that done. And it, and it's not necessarily a full-time job to do that one specific need, but it does require a specialist, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a concept we talk about a lot on the show that marketing's the one of the biggest buckets of varying disciplines that exist in business and they just have all been lumped together to be called marketing but there's nothing inherently connected in a lot of the different disciplines that are marketing other than the fact that we call them marketing and i think it makes sense to a degree to your point about like you know your wife's practice that you know your wife's practice probably doesn't need abm and they probably don't need a, you know a variety of other components of marketing, but those individual pieces that are crucial, those, if you want to call them like fractured pieces of marketing are things that they need focus on. And so they don't need someone who knows all of the disciplines of marketing. They need someone who can do one or two of them pretty well to come in and just spend time doing those one or two things. I think part of what we're getting at here in this conversation is that fractional feels like it devalues both the individual and the effort. And so oh, yeah. I guess what what I'm thinking about is like what um what is it devalues the individual and the effort even though it may be accurate to Mike's point from the client side of we're only getting a a portion of this person's time whether it's a portion of this person's marketing expertise or a portion of their their day or their week or whatever um it may be accurate in that sense but it devalues the individual and the effort and so I'm just thinking in this conversation it, it devalues the impact uh, the business yeah, is buying a expert to drive something forward. They don't want a fractional improvement. They want a mm. full improvement. So yeah. Nobody right. wants fractional. Like nobody. There's a local dental shop uh, that used to be called half dental. I was like, that, that is the worst <laughs> name. I don't want to go into a dental office and have half my work done. You know, this reminds me of there was a local uh, alternative publication in the Twin Cities. I live in Minneapolis, Paul. And uh, and on the back page, almost always every month, they had this LASIK eye surgery clinic in Minneapolis that would advertise. And it was buy one eye, get the other eye free. <laughs> <laughs> and I I remember seeing that ad at a very young age, like when I was in college taking marketing classes and being like, I will pay for both eyes. Thank you very much. If I'm going to get if I'm going exactly. to get LASIK, I do not free gift want with a purchase. <laughs> exactly. I don't want my right eye to be my free gift with purchase. I would like to pay for both eyes. Thank you very much. But like, but I mean, I'm, you know, obviously I'm joking but there's also a similarity there right of like i don't want the fractional version of whatever i'm getting i want i want the real deal and obviously i don't i'm not able to pay the full price from a fractional executive perspective but i don't want i don't want a free right eye <laughs> so if we're advising paul as kind of the de facto leader of this these fractional people this fractional community and our advice it seems to be would be to reframe and rename fractional and then become the champions of it and just own it. Like what are the steps that Paul would need to take to get, well, number one, you're going to want a lot of people kind of involved, but also like how would he go about reframing and renaming fractional? 
I get crisp on the problem you're solving. And we've like danced around it, but I think you could make that into a sentence or two, ideally a sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, so get everybody rallying around the problem. <clears throat> and then the outcome your customers are seeking, like, yes, specifically, they might need an ABM expert or they might need somebody to reorg the team or, you know, it might be somebody that can implement uh, outbound sales motion. Like, okay, <clears throat> that's, that's tactical. What is the business outcome these people are hoping to get out of a fractional? Right. And it's probably universally, they're looking for that expertise and guidance so that their business ascends to the next level. And so you all are a group of experts that you know help the businesses reach the next level wherever they are. And it's done at a scale that they probably don't have access to. So... Yeah, it's it's actually like a very inspiring, appealing problems, you know, outcome framing. Yeah, that that probably has an amazing description that could be laid to it. I mean, we're not going to solve it here. This takes us 12 weeks usually. But but this one is like pretty rich. Yeah, Um, And it's interesting that there's no uh, there's probably no way for a company to if they solve this and frame it and name it properly to kind of take over the category because it's it's a category that's owned by individuals you know i mean maybe bain and boston consulting group and accenture and people like that maybe they started off this way and became giant consultancies but um because that's the other flip side right you can if you want a part of an expert's time you can hire bain or accenture or bcg yeah and so I think you would in the in this framing, you would need to figure out like, okay, how how are we different than that? Not necessarily better, but how are we different? And um make sure that was part of the of the point of view on this problem you solve and the outcome you're delivering. Yeah, and I would Yeah, and then sorry, go ahead, Ryan. Well, I was gonna say, and then I would I would for sure be leaning on your fractional people and the conversations that your fractional people are having with their clients. And the language that's being used by their clients about what their needs are, you know, because I think like that word for that, that, that outcome, that solution to their problem is for sure going to be embedded in the conversations that they're having about what their needs, because I'm sure that they're Googling fractional executives, but I'm sure that they don't sit down and go, it's just like, we need a fractional person. It's like, that's not actually what they want. They want something that is. That is different than that. And that language I'm sure would would and does emerge. It just probably hasn't been taken from those conversations and molded into something that can be a more universal label that threads the needle between between those different needs. I, I put what's the difference between consultant, fractional, interim, and advisor into chat GPT. Yeah. And I got a really long response that was <laughs> there was no differentiation. Yeah, yeah. And to your point, that's the opportunity. Yeah. No one so, knows the difference. Right. Here's what I would do. Another step in that I would ask your community to go out and um, do client research, pick one client that they've had a positive experience with and ask them about the value, like why they used you, mm-hmm. like do a qualitative research of the clients because you want this to come from the client's perspective um, or at least be informed, like the five points you came up with all came from the community. And that's one side of the perspective that's important, but you need to get the prospect's perspective. You need to get the client's perspective about where the value prop is and why it matters. And that can inform like what you start to call this. 
And then, then just have everybody on your, your community. Once you figure out what that is, go change their title on LinkedIn. And they just like, you know, yeah, come up with some sort of lightning strike that just is like, boom, we got a new thing going on here. Yeah. Nice. I, yeah. I, I could see, um, you know how, like, you know, when, when enough experts get together and there's like a problem, I mean, they did it with artificial intelligence recently and politicians do it regularly, but like write an open letter and have everybody sign it simultaneously and release it as a press release, which is like, Hey, fractional executives have been devalued in the market for too long. And because of that, you know, here's what we think. We think this is what we are and this is what we do and the value that we provide. And we're moving forward with, you know, under this banner signed these 750. Totally. I mean, it's such a rich country. target. It's such a big target. And you could just write something along the lines of fractional is bullshit. Yeah, you know, right. just to get everybody's and here's the reason why. And and like, I don't know. So anyway, yeah. it's the classic question. People's reality It's primed. There's yep. 387 people in the fractional channel in the CMO group I'm in. That's just one channel. There's 387 people. In yeah, it, so. totally. I Once am you not solve a this problem, the campaign is I am not a fraction. <laughs> I am a whole person. <laughs> Thank you, you very much. Dude, this uh, is this is awesome. And it makes me think my question to you guys is like as an entrepreneur and as a founder, I've been thinking about, well, what category do I need to start? The question is now is, well, what category should maybe you redefine? Do you think it would be easier to find a headless category and run a play like this? Yeah. I feel like you just get so much more traction and, and it'd just be so much easier than starting from nothing. Way better to disrupt an existing category than to create a completely new one where you have to generate the demand, right? Because you're going to be able to um, hijack the demand for people looking for fractional. So people mm -hmm. are still going to look for fractional, right? That'll probably never stop. Right. But then you're going to be able to be like, oh, you need a fractional executive? Great. You don't want that. You actually want this. And this is what mm -hmm. it's called. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, that's different. I didn't. And as soon as you get people to go, oh, that's different. They're they're booking a meeting. They're going to have a have a talk with you. Yeah. Where and if you just demand. show up as fractional, there's going to be a list of like a hundred thousand people that do fractional executive work, and mm -hmm. but the people that are part of your trade org or whatever this is, because um, it feels kind of like it, it's more altruistic. I don't know. There's probably a way to make money with it, but to start it, I honestly, I would just like rally the fractional executives and be like, let's call ourselves this. This is going to raise our value. It's going to make us different, and then yeah. we can have standards of who's able to use this term. It's like, okay, yeah. you can call yourself this type of fractional executive, but to get our, our stamp of approval, you actually have to meet these. We vetted you. Well, you know, what's interesting is um, what I've learned from the group is a fractional, I don't know the exact average. I, this is anecdotal uh, talking to a few, but if th there's a lot of people that are really passionate about this, whatever the category is going to be, those five points. And they end up going through a qualification process with a new client and more than half of the people that they bring in will be disqualified for their expertise. Sure. So if they've done, if they've done a good job, you know, if, if they really care about the making this new name, this, this new category, the, the category survive, it would make sense that you would be referring to other people's expertise. And mm -hmm. when I first started this community out building it, we didn't know if it was going to work or not because we thought that fractionals would come into this, into the group and they would, they'd have scarcity mindset. I don't want to share how I'm growing my business because it takes away from 
Uh, it, it takes away from me and, and my yeah. business. And this is what's crazy about it. And that's why I love what you guys are saying about this is a special thing, like blah, blah, blah. And, and it really is because we didn't see that at all. The first meeting that we had, people were like, it's really important to be abundant. And, and there was no scarcity. There was no holding things close to the chest. Everyone was yeah. super open. And so there's this sense of, hey, I'm, I'm going to help you. Um, and I know that it's going to come back because I think most of them are disqualifying the the leads that they bring in we'll, uh, because they don't fit exactly. We like to say a rising tide lifts all ships. And mm-hmm. I think to your point, Paul, that you know if there is a rising tide of these fractional executives in general, um, that people will just see them as a viable option in the market as a solution to their problems, uh, the more of them that exist and the more people that have success with this type of, um, you know, engagement. All right. Well, we have not solved, uh, the, the problem of fractional leadership. Uh, but I think it's interesting. I think we've, we've given, uh, we've given a big opportunity. Maybe. Yeah. It's definitely a big opportunity. Um, Paul, tell us, uh, tell us where your group lands. We'd love to start using your language once you start, once your team decides on language. We will. We'll, we'll keep you in the loop for sure. It sounds it's good. Fun. Sounds Are you good. looking for more members for your group? Well, yeah. What we're doing right now is in the fractional space, you, you guys said it earlier, you have a lot of people who are calling themselves fractional that mm-hmm. don't really fit the buck. They're not executive level or yep. they, they have they don't have that experience. And that's why you're seeing this, a huge dilution in what that word actually means. And so sure. everything you guys have been talking about is prime for an opportunity to redefine, put a flag up and say, this is what it is. And so I'm actually building... I've got our our fractional community that we're growing. It's it's a free community. Come in, join, you know, meet with peers. But underneath that, we're actually going to be putting together an elite group. And it's it's going to be this group that is seeking to redefine the category and put a flag up. So um anyone that you, you know, maybe know that that is that is interested in that. There are a lot of people that are really passionate about this space. And I don't think it's going to go away. And I think it's the future. Yeah. Uh, but you know, perhaps to your point, the the name frame it and name it isn't quite there. It's really close though. And and sure. I think that with the right group of people, we could do it. Paul, where, if somebody wanted to learn more about what y'all are doing or join what y'all are doing, where would you send them on the internet? Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Paul Jones 101, I think, or you can email me paul at bridgio, B-R-I-D-G-I-O dot I-O. And I'll get you on the invite list. We meet once a month. We call it the Fractional Executive Brain Trust. Um, and we just get together and mutual engagement in, in uncertainty. That's that's what we do every month. We mutually yeah. engage in uncertainty uh, around the fractional growth, how to build your business, um, what it means, how to charge your clients. Mike, to your point earlier, pa- power. Like when you say fractional, it makes you think of hourly. Most fractionals aren't actually charging hourly. They charge mm-hmm. monthly, a flat fee. Yeah. So I think that hits like to the heart of your point, Mike. So anyway, so these are the questions that we tackle on a monthly basis. Very cool. Very cool. Paul, thanks for joining us. We'll have you back next week for another one of these. We're just going to we're going to dive back in on a completely different phrase uh, with similar connotations or not similar connotations, but similar. I'd say I'll say issues. Um, Thanks for being here, Paul. We'll have you back next week. 
Uh, and thank y'all for listening to the SaaS Brand Strategy Show. If you want to learn more about what we do, uh, you can check us out at drmg.co or send us an email if you have an opinion on what fractional executives should be called. Uh, let us know at hi at drmg.co. That's hi at drmg.co. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for sharing the pod with somebody you think might enjoy it. And as always, we'll see you soon.